Bullshit, where we talk about behavior in all types of ways that relates back to real life. We are your hosts, Lauren, the pop culture analyst, and Rachel, the Calabama behavior analyst, and we are two ladies with ADHD who want to talk about behavior analysis and everything else that pops into our brains. Yes. Um, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm just thinking of like those sorority girls that like when you open the door. Oh no, that's terrifying. Why do we have to start with a jump scare? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. That's a good topic though. I'm going to write that down at some point. We will talk about Greek life. Yeah. I know nothing about Greek life, but you went to a school that uh, that I did. Was... There was some weird shit that happened. I kind of want to hear about it. I do want to hear about it. Like yeah. we didn't have that I mean, at my I... school. No, and I wasn't like in any of them. But from afar, but... an observation. Oh my god, so weird! An observation and a judgment for you know our own entertainment value. Let's do it. I like Listen. it. Was I judging? We're always judging. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What's the difference um, so between funny. judging and analyzing? Um, syllables. Exactly. <laughs> I was that was a rhetorical question, but I'll take syllables. <laughs> wow, we're off to a great start. Um, we are. We are. <laughs> today's episode is surprise, surprise. Today's episode is going to be the last episode of season one. We've decided to start making seasons, y'all. And season one is going to end on lucky number 13. Um, We wanted to do it on the fours, but you know what? Things worked out this way. So that being said, we're going to take a two-week break and then be back on January 3rd. And we've got some new shit for you. But... You're going to have to listen to the entire episode to figure out what that new shit is going to be. Right. We're and don't skip very it. Very pumped. Like. Yeah, don't skip it. Like, it's. Listen to the whole thing. Yeah. At this point, we I'm don't have quiz ads. questions now. <laughs> right. Like. What's the code word? <laughs> oh, my God. One day we will have code words. Today is not that day. But no. stick around to the end. We've got some cool information that we want to share. Um, And because we're having so much fun with this upcoming season, we're going to get a little more, a little more structured. Y'all have gotten us unhinged as fuck. I'm going to be medicated soon, people. (laughs) Oh, my God. There is no stopping us. There's no stopping us. We're going to do great. Don't stop me now. That's all you get. Don't. Stop me because I'm having Having a a good good time. time. Having a good time. (laughs) Oh, man. We are having a good time. We are. I have to open the door. I am spitzing. So, spitzing. Spitzing. Like, I'm going to. Oh, sweating. I was going to say, while you go do that, I'm going to operationally define it. No, I'm not shitting. (laughs) Schwitzing. I'm sweating. No, I know what schwitzing is, but I was going to operationally define it and wait for you to listen to the episode and see if I got it right. Okay, go open the door. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. It's fine. Go okay, door. I'll let you still operationally define it, I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. You're going to have to see what I say. Love is an open door. Love is an open door. <laughs> I'm probably going to cut that out. I'm going to be honest. Oh, I don't know where she went. I'm back. 
Welcome back. I sang Love is an Open Door. That song's been stuck in my head all day. It's like, we finish each other's sandwiches. That's sandwiches. what I was going to say. And I was like, when's the last time you guys shared a sandwich, people that just met? Yeah. Hmm. It was pre-COVID. <laughs> but they nasties. just met. They didn't have time to share a sandwich. So how could they always finish each other's sandwiches? Oh, good point. That's, I'm Good very point. upset about it. I thought about it in the shower at like 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Those are where the real good thoughts happen. You know? Truly. And, you know, um, I also just want to say I am drinking a Spritz Society. So if Spritz Society wants to sponsor us, I'm just going to open this can. Ooh. That That's ASMR, sad. though. Right. Honestly, it's a peach spritz. This is the best spritz. I think they have them in in Georgia, and I'm not sure about Alabama. Alabama. Actually, yeah. Actually, I'm almost certain that they they just got it because okay. girl with no job talking about another podcast um did a show there, and okay. she said that they were launching spritz. So if you can find spritz in your local your local store, Spritz Society. Tastes delicious. Um, I have another like craft beer that I got from. There's like a craft beer and vape shop down the road. Ooh. Yeah, vape and, shop, but just just tobacco. Uh yeah, probably. To be honest, gross. Um, I know. Don't on, smoke, man. people. Tobacco. Yeah. Don't smoke tobacco. Um, but it is a naked pig pale ale, and I don't like it. It's not an IPA, but it is a pale ale, and it's not it's an Indian gross. pale ale. It's a pale ale. Yeah, and I, it's I don't know too what the difference for me. really is, but oh, it's too hoppy. Mm. Yeah, it's too hoppy for me. There is this beer in Vermont, and it's a uh, called Heady Topper, and everyone like okay. lived by it. They're like, oh my god, it's the best beer in the world. So I got it. Because I went up to Stowe with Kevin once for, um, what's that holiday? New Year's. <gasps> I know, right? And um, I got one, and it was um, disgusting because it was too hoppy. Yeah. I just... Like, it's like they just made hoppy tea. Every Gross. sip I take, it, I'm it like, does. it's going to taste better this time. And then I take a sip, I'm like, nope, no. it doesn't. And I understand now how some people have such strong feelings about candy corn i like candy corn yeah but I, some people just absolutely you hate can't it. have like, a lot of it though you can only have like no. a couple two three pieces especially because like your teeth Ugh. true well did we'll we see i'm oh sorry what what <laughs> i was gonna ask I'm... did we say what today's episode is no but i mean it's in the title okay. so people will know people will know um i hope today so. what is your we're gonna shirt get... Oh, it says Pacific Northwest, and it's got a Sasquatch on it. I All I saw was the Sasquatch, and then I was like, yeah. is that the direction? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not. I can... yeah. I'm bad at directions. Pacific, P, I see N, now. W, and then Squatch. The Sasquatch. Also, like Sasquatch is, there's a lot of Sasquatch lore in Georgia, like North Georgia. So there's a couple of places, North Georgia and like Tennessee. I need to go. Yeah. There's like a Sasquatch museum. I need to go to those. So 
I'm going to go at some point. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. So today we're going to get ethical, ethical. ethical. We're going to get ethical. Rest in peace, Olivia Newton-John. For real. Mm-hmm. Um, and just envision in your minds Lauren and I doing the dance from the office where they have the big binders full of ethics. And uh, we're going to ask you if you agree, strongly agree, or very strongly agree. <laughs> There's no disagreeing when it comes no. to ethics, I guess. Well, I mean, you could strongly agree, very strongly agree, agree, disagree, strongly disagree, very strongly disagree. It's a Likert scale, right? Yes, I don't think I've ever seen very strongly disagree or agree on either end, but yeah, this Whatever. is very I mean... intense. <laughs> very uh, intense. Yeah. I just want to tell everyone I straightened my hair today, so I keep looking I... at it and I keep touching it. <laughs> it does look pretty great. Mine is a mess because it always is, and I was out in the rain today, and then I also went and lifted heavy things because i did i watched bravo thanks for everyone that voted only one person told me to write my report it wasn't me (laughs) it wasn't you you know who you are it's friday it's friday y'all i had a no call no show and you know what it's okay that's all right i'm okay with it so let's get ethical ethical yeah we started a new ethics code, January 1, 2022. And you know what? There's a lot of elements that I'm a pretty big fan of, to be honest. Me too. One of the major changes in this ethics code is the core principles. The addition of the core principles. Right at the very beginning of our ethics code, um, we now have core principles of what we should be doing as behavior analysts. And I think... These kind of nail it on the head when it comes to, especially my journey with learning about acceptance and commitment therapy slash training, being guided by my values. These core principles are pretty closely tied to what I value as a human and as a clinician. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start there? All right. Is that Um, on my slide deck? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think it is. So... Okay, well, when you edit the slide deck... not looking at it, but we can just talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's four core principles, right? So there's benefit others, treat others with compassion, dignity, and respect, behave with integrity, and ensure their competence. Ensure their competence, meaning us. We ensure our competence. Um, Yep. That's amazing. All of those are amazing. Right. We want to make sure that we are doing good. Right. In that very for the first, individual, for the individual, for the individual, um, behavior analysts work to maximize benefits and do no harm. That's so fucking yeah. important to me. That's so fucking important to me, especially because of the backlash that ABA has and still continues to get to this day. That there are practices right. that people have identified as being harmful. I don't want to fucking do that. We're looking at you, JRC, but not even even Ooh. not even that crazy. Yeah. I did call someone out. I don't care. Yeah. Sh- when, when is contented shock therapy 
not harmful? Great question. Is, I would love to. When is eye contact not harmful? When is stopping a stim not harmful? Like, yeah, that's how I feel. Pen drop. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to drop the mic because this. No, 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 no. Like then I'd have to pick it up again, and then you guys would yeah, hear like, this work. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we are a field that thrives on feedback, we are delivering mm-hmm. feedback to our supervisees, to our clients, whether that's positive or corrective, like say we're running a DTT trial and they got an incorrect answer. We give some error correction. I'm giving error correction to my supervisees and positive feedback too. As one we need, Yeah, we need to be receptive to the feedback of people who have come into contact with ABA practices and have experienced harm. Right. Point blank period. Just because that's not who you are, not what you do, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that's not what the BCBA before you did. I mean, we both have seen, you know, taken over cases where right. the family, like, finally is happy that things are working because, you know, BCBA before them kind of had a, I don't, I don't want to say, like, I don't know how to describe it, but like um, the mindset of only science, like they're only sure. looking at the science and not the, um, the human not the behind human being. the science. Yeah. Right. Like we're not robots. And I don't want to say we're not rats because no one should be treating rats bad either. <gasps> right. Absolutely. But, um, you know, there are people that just say like, well, this is going to work. So yeah, they'll, they'll be okay. And it's just like, they're not no one is no one would be yeah yeah we are working with individuals not data points and you know our grad programs focus so much on the technical aspect yeah and why these things work and how these things work but what that removes is the human component that we are stepping into somebody's house into their school, into their life. And we are affecting their trajectory moving forward. And that's a big fucking deal. So the I've fact... I've never thought of it like that. Like with those words. Pen drop. Pen drop. Like, that's a big thing. You know, like I thought about it, but like when you really put it in those words, it's just like... Behavior is everything we do. Mm-hmm. Everything like doing it it's behavior so it's like if we are in someone's life with the with the purpose of changing that behavior changing what they do all day every day yeah that's a lot that's a lot and we damn well better be doing it in a way that is valuable to that individual to that family to whoever that client is it's not about us anymore. It's not about ego. It's not about I'm going to do this because I know that it's right or I know that this will work. I'm pulling from my bag of tricks because I've got, you know, this recipe book. That's not what this is anymore. You have to remove yourself and from the equation. And who's to say what that behavior that they're trying to change, who, who if it's important or not. Right. Because right. for some reason, like the first thing that's coming to my mind is – stopping stims it's like how people are yeah. like make sure that they stop flapping their hands and it's like bitch why yeah 
I chew Who's my it? tongue. Like everyone has a stereotypy of yeah. some sort, a stint of not, some sort. If if it's not harming that person, if it's not harming you, and if it's helping them, yeah, especially absolutely, like, so especially to if it's helping them. Right. right. Like I chew my tongue when I'm very stressed, and yeah. just and when my tooth hurts. So interesting. I know. I have like a phantom tooth because I had a root canal before, oh. but it still hurts. I think it's just my gums, but it hurts the tooth itself. Okay. And so whenever it hurts, I chew my tongue and it negatively reinforces my behavior to do it in the future because it stops the pain. So Dude. I have an oral stim to help that. And when I'm stressed, like I'll just like, I used to get in trouble with teachers all the time because they would think I was chewing gum. <laughs> and I wasn't, I was just chewing my tongue. I had to be like, huh, huh. And it's like, it's like not like a biting. It's like a, yeah. Just decides, and it doesn't hurt. I've done it forever. But if someone ever tried to like make me stop doing that, for what reason? I would not call that ethical. I'd call no. them an asshole. Yeah. Because I've been swearing since I was seven. Perfect. <laughs> I think it took me until I was like 15. The first time I swore in front of my mom, I said, damn. Which isn't really a swear. But like I was nine. And I had this pink coat and the zipper got messed up. And, like, we were late to school. I was like, I can't get this damn thing up. And my mom just, like, because she was helping me zip it. She just, like, looked up at me slowly and said, what? I was like, you swear all the time, ma. And she's like, all right, let's 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 get this coat on and go. I'm like, oh, my God. This just, okay, this just reminded me that it wasn't 15. I was, like, five or six. Oh no! And I unlocked a core memory that you, <laughs> you repressed. Did. I was five or six, and uh, I used to go to church. Used to go to like a Wednesday night Bible thing, and mm-hmm. um, I'd go with my brother and with my cousins. And afterwards, we'd go to McDonald's or Carl's Jr. Hardee's if you're on this side of the continent. But we were at McDonald's. I remember we were at McDonald's. I'm wearing my church vest to indicate Not your church vest. I had just come from a church event and I go up to the, you know how they did the little display case and I look at all the toys and then I look at my mom. I'm like, holy shit. Look at all the toys. And my mom walked <gasps> oh my away from fuck. me. She was like, no, this isn't my child. I don't know whose child this is. Somebody come get this one. Especially because you said holy. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's all holy little, shit. Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know who all went to Awana as a child, but I'm wearing my little fucking blue Awana vest. Holy shit, look at all the toys. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And let's talk about swearing as ethical. <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> I had a family, and I'm not talking shit. I'm not, because I. this turns out to be a good story. I just want everyone to know I'm not talking shit. <laughs> I had a family that I helped, and they swore a hell of a lot. All the time. Like, they would yeah. just be, like, it's in their vernacular. Like, sure. They would just be, like, be, like, fucking could be used as a verb, noun, adjective, like, yeah, you know. Like, we use so, it. Exactly. So, like, they were very candid with me, and I appreciated that. So, like, they mm-hmm. were comfortable enough to speak freely and swear at me. I mean, I know they, like, weren't, like, you know. They weren't swearing to, at you. They were just, right, like, this is part t- of our language. In their, in their conversation, they'd, they'd be, like, you know, like, sometimes you just fucking, you know going up and whatever so my one of the behaviors they wanted my 
teenager, teenage age client to do is not swear anymore. What? Oh, no. (laughs) So they're doing it all the time and modeling that behavior. So I was, this ends up being, I was just like, you know, you do it all the time. So you, you can't force him. It wouldn't be in your best interest to force him not to, but to teach him when it's okay yeah to use these words like when it's okay and like that's what i plan to do with carter too sure you can swear at home but if man is around don't you dare do it this is called stimulus control exactly every time like you know (laughs) every time i'm around my nephews or i call my brother and he's like you're on speakerphone i'm like listen i work with kids all day you don't think i can keep it together Like, I can't. Oh, I, I have once sworn before in front of a child by accident. I, I once dropped the mask. I think I did it one time. But it, 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 it happens because we're human. But it's yes, not it happens. the worst thing in the world. No. Um, but even when I spent time working with incarcerated teens, I was so good about not fucking swearing. And here. <laughs> this is the irony in that sentence. <laughs> I know, exactly. But here this stimulus context is okay for me to swear right in a client session i know i have trained my mouth (laughs) that that stimulus context is not okay to swear and so when i get chastised by my brother i'm like listen i'm not the one you have to worry about it is our father who does not work with dad's been called out he does not work with kids so you know he doesn't have that same like trained stimulus control that I have when it comes to you swearing. You want to know what? You say these things, right? And I'm just like thinking about like my family, like my mom swore, my aunt, my uncle. They're all teachers. They they did work with kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's because they're Irish and they were drunk around me all the time. So. So love you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. How did this always happens? How did we get here? I don't know. Um, but anyway, I was talking about swearing ethically, like how I ethically could not like tell the family, like, you know, I can't make him stop doing this behavior completely. Right. If you don't, that's where you get like follow along with it too. You, if you get, that's where you get the family involved and get like a cuss can. And now everybody's got to donate to the cuss can every time you get called out for getting, for cussing. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell a grown adult, like, I mean, I did tell him like, Hey, if you don't want, if you don't want him to swear, you can't anymore either. Cause your mom learned that behavior. I did say something right. along those lines and they were like, right. yeah, I guess it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> See, They're having values. that conversation, right. Having that conversation is so important. And you know, getting that that's a cultural responsibility like at the end of the day like that is a cultural thing that the family like does so like who am i sure to mess with 1.07 yeah 1.07 calling out calling him out by number um but only because it's in front of me (laughs) our dear friend carissa posted something great today about what harm is if we have this sentence in our ethical code do no harm what is harm it's Defined as, from Carissa, our dear friend, the ABA ginger, harm is defined as physical or mental damage or injury, something that causes someone to be hurt, broken, or made less successful. That's deep, man. Yep. 
And, and that's you know, just again, the definition of harm. Like, right. And it's not just physical harm. It's that mental harm too. That's right. a big deal. Right. Um, and I think we should like talk about like how like some things can be harmful to someone that aren't harmful to the other person, but it doesn't diminish the harm that is done. Like we, we who are we to say what someone I hate the I hate the sentence speak your truth. Mm-hmm. I hate that. But like if someone says like it was harmful to me, like it hurt me. Yeah. Like on a way that I don't understand it, but I have to accept it. Yeah. Like it's there's it, it doesn't matter if you get it or not. Right. You just accept it and you say like I feel like people are just like, Oh, I don't want to apologize. I don't wanna sure. whatever. Like for like so it's like what's so wrong about accepting the fact that you I mean, yeah, you fuck like it up. sucks like like it like it sucks like if you hurt someone, like especially unintentionally. Right. Um, I think that's a lot of the time like that's what's happening and like, you know, people are like, Yeah, well, why are you gonna be so sensitive? Like those are just my feelings like you could accept them and just be like okay like i won't say that around you anymore like doesn't mean you have to change what you're doing like at least for me like i know for some people it's like no you gotta change like what you're doing all the time but it's like instead of like if it's not harming anyone else like you don't have to do it around me yeah like and i mean that leads that segues that segues perfectly into the second core principle which is treating others with compassion dignity and respect like point blank period if someone tells you that hurt my feelings or I didn't like that, it's not on you to get defensive about it. Right. It's I on you to is, listen. This is, this is a silly pop culture reference for a, for an important topic, but that's who we are. It makes me think of the Jersey Shore when Sammy Sweetheart was upset that Ronnie made fun of her big toe. To some other people, it would not be that big of a deal to make fun of the big toe. But to her, it hurt her feelings. Yeah. Was she drunk? Sure. But to her, it hurt her feelings. Yeah. Like, it. it, it yeah, maybe it was funny to Snooky. Maybe it was funny to Jaywell. Who knows? Excuse yeah. me. I'm sorry. Um, But it hurt her feelings. So it's just like, okay, like, apologize, move on. Don't do that again to that exactly. person. Exactly. Like, it's stimulus control. Have yeah. control. Like, people are just like, well, that's who I am. That's just who I am. Like, like, love me or leave me. And it's just like. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really not hard, you know? And it's again, it hard. comes back to our core values as behavior and bullshit. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Like, that's a dick-like behavior. And. Yeah. Not the good kind. No. No. Like, not the, not the good kind. Not the good kind. So, but yeah. you know, on we talked a little bit about doing no harm in as it re, as it relates to like, hey, I might not target stimming if the client has not told me personally or expressed personally that they that's something they want to stop or they want to right. reduce. I'm right. probably not going to target it. Um, right. And we have and, to take into account the family too, because sometimes the yeah. client's young, too young, but the yeah. family wants them to stop. And that's where I think the area can be a little bit gray. Yeah. Because if the client gets older, they're like, this really fucked me. Yeah. Because my family wanted you to stop. So it's like some things. Yeah. We have that conversation. We talk about, you know. And then I feel like is unless 
this is this is my own personal view of targeting something such as stimming unless it is something that is harmful like physically harmful to the client or their surroundings including people I'm gonna tell a family I'm not targeting stimming yeah like unless like their stim is like because sometimes people have a stim of slapping like Mm -hmm. themselves like on the head Mm -hmm. or other people unless it's physically harming them I'm gonna tell them no yeah like we can work on maybe you know finding an alternative but I'm not gonna like if that's what's gonna help them I'm not gonna waste anyone's time taking data on something that's not hurting them right like chewing their tongue flapping yeah like who cares like they're not worrying anyone like if you think it's like weird which i'm putting quotes up people because i don't think it's actually weird um but if you do it's like that's on you like who cares like find your own business maybe you do something that's weird like my eye goes off and i mean like i have a lazy eye it goes to the side like one eye stays straight one eye goes to the side yeah it's just doing what it wants exactly and it's like that might be weird but like whatever right and you know if we i i hate the argument of well society think okay but you know is society right is society right to put a target on people's back and say they look weird they look abnormal so we need to change it. No, not that's not. for nothing. And society said some some bad shit in the past. Like was society not something in the sixties? I'm not gonna bring up what it was, but y'all know. Sure, exactly. And like, even today, well, I don't want him to look weird. Okay, so how about we teach some compassion in others and understanding that other people, every individual is different, right? If I know how to change behavior, I can teach other people compassion. I can I can right. attempt to teach other people how to behave compassionately. Um, you know, I always say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. But I can attempt to, right. in that surrounding where that individual is, be like, hey, everybody's different. Right. And you don't and wh- have to, like, if they don't want to, you don't have to agree with that. But you don't have to deal with it either. No. Sometimes no, you just and can't I, agree to disagree on certain right, things. Right. And there, there's, you know, I, especially over the last year or so, as I've really been like focusing on what I value, um, you know, there are things that I'm just like, no, I won't stand for that. And right. I'm, I'm setting that boundary of like, cool, that's your opinion. I don't like it. I don't need to engage with you. I don't need to right. <laughs> waste any time having a conversation because you will not convince me and I will not convince you to agree. Right. So. And I think it's I think it's really important, like, because I think in a way the same people that say, like, well, society would also say, well, society says that you shouldn't just throw away a, a relationship of sorts, like whether it's a friendship or whatever, you know. Yeah, um, why not? Over something so, you know, whatever. But right. it's like, why do we have to deal with it? Like, yeah. if we're if we're living a life that we want to authentically and doing the things that we value and trying to, I don't want to say live our best lives, but live our best lives, live the lives that we want to to, to remain happy. And like, that does 
I mean, obviously, like, sadness comes. Like, I'm not going to say, like, sure. Day, but, like, you know, like, a, a life that we value, um, we don't need to deal with people that we don't want to deal with. Right. Like, I've this dropped is... many a friend just because, like, I don't like what they're doing anymore. And they're yeah. not. If I talk to them about it and they're like, well, that's just who I am. I'm like, well, I don't want to fucking hang out with you anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, it... so if people are talking that way, like, I would even say, like, family members um, sure you know yeah. like if they're re- like i've told my bro- my brother off before like that i didn't like the way that he was speaking and i'm not gonna talk to you if you're gonna talk that way yeah like we don't need to have a conversation like about this and like sometimes like he would like say stupid shit like stupid shit and i'd be like i, I don't like that like it happened last year at thanksgiving i was like i don't like that don't 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 talk that way if you're gonna talk that way don't talk that way around me yeah like and some people take it even further. Like, if that's how you think, like, I don't, like, care about you. I think about it, like, you know, like, if you, I'm thinking about, like, memes kind of and stuff. And it's, like, if you have someone that um has a gay friend, but it's, like, says, like, you know, like, has, they say that they have a gay friend, but they um vote for people that don't agree with, you know, the LGBTQ plus community. Um, you really just know a gay person. Yeah. Right. Like you, you don't, they're not your friend. You're not doing anything to help them. You're doing stuff that would harm them. Yeah. So it's like, why do you got to be around? Like we yeah. don't have to agree on everything, but I don't have to deal with you either. Yeah. I don't want to. And I feel like, again, what a wonderful segue. I'm really good be- at segues today. You are. You <laughs> are. You <clears throat> A segue into behaving with integrity. Yeah. You know, sure, as defined, it says we're going to fulfill our obligations. We're going to fulfill our responsibilities to the scientific and professional communities, to society in general, um, and to the communities they serve. We're being honest and trustworthy. We're not misrepresenting ourselves. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. We're not misrepresenting ourselves. Yeah. So if we don't believe in something, you know, we're not going to change it. We're not going to do. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to promote something that I don't value, that doesn't align with who I am and what I value. We can talk about in, in a little bit, like appropriately discontinuing services, but I might say if these are things that you want me to target, I might not be the BCBA for you. Right. And and I think it gives the – we can talk about, like um, – we can talk to people about, like, a little bit of, like, here's why. Yeah. And here's if they take it, great. If they yeah. take it, awesome. Like, okay. If they don't, like, it's not totally on us. Right. Here's my perspective. To... But if you – if these are the things that you're insisting that I do, I might refer you to another another BCBA because right. I won't – there are times where I can be flexible, but there are certain times that I will not be flexible. And when it comes to what I value and the services that I deliver, um, those are things that I'm not necessarily going to be flexible on. Because um, the customer isn't always right. No. Especially when but, it comes to behavior. Yeah, and you know, there it's within their rights to say we're not a good match. That's okay. That's not mm-hmm. a dig at me personally. 
Um, it just is what it is. Right. And I think we have to put a caveat on that, 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 that does, at least for me, sometimes what I value, what I, um, you know, I don't want to say don't want to work on or do want to work on it. Like sometimes like the things are like, they are cultural. So sure. if it is something that's cultural and it's in the family's culture and it's not harmful to the person. Sure. And I mean that in physically and psychologically. Yeah. Um, then I'll work on it. Like if the stimming is something that's like happening somewhere where it shouldn't, like I'd work on it in that setting. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, maybe it's not appropriate in this setting. Like maybe it is standing up and doing the funky chicken and that's the stim, but you're yeah. at church or something. Yeah. Like maybe not the best time or context. Maybe we can work on not doing the funky chicken yeah. at church. Yeah. But I think, so I think it's just a, a caveat to that. Like I don't value working on stimming. But if it's a cultural thing, I will take it into account. Sure. If it's not harming. Like it's like sometimes it can be cultural to spank and I don't believe in that at all. So not Welcome to the South. I know. I know. Yeah. And I know I know that's a thing in the South. And I know that's a thing yeah. in a lot of households, you know, around the yeah. country, but the South does it does happen a lot. Um but that's just something that I won't, I, I, yeah, I'm not going to happening. And I'm going to ask the family like, Oh, when they do that, like, what do you do? They say spank. I'm going to be like, well, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's like, well, my mom used to beat me with the wooden spoon. I'm like, okay, well this is in Kanto and we're going to watch some generational trauma. Here you go. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Like, yeah, here's some lessons for you. Truly. And it's like some things like I just like, I won't work on it. Like, I, yeah. like, spanking and like hitting of the hand like there yeah. are ways that we can because that goes back to client dignity mm -hmm. and like no person client or not is dignified when you assault them yeah with your hands a spoon a this is a such switch. a deep episode today. Guys. I know. What so a way. prolific. Well, what a way we'll, to end the year. Jesus. Right. Like, we're we going to have to do something some fun. We will find some ways to Jesus. make it fun again. Motherfucking Christ. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, the last core principle is ensuring our competence. Um, so we practice within our scope of things that we know and understand. We remain current. So we're in contact with the literature. We are, you know, seeking Doing out CEs, CE events, going to uh, workshops, going to um, what's conferences. The word? Conferences is the word I was looking for. Um, there you go. Going to conferences. I prefer to seek out CEs that will enrich not only my life but the way that I provide services. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with conferences. Conferences for me are sometimes a little overwhelming. Like I I went to ABAI one whole time while I was in grad school and it was so much. So I will never go again. It just for lots of reasons, um, but I will never go again. And, you know, I'm going to go to the ones where I can see the lineup and I see, oh, this lineup of information aligns with what I want to learn to grow as a clinician or I see a particular topic that is going to specifically help me with one of my clients. 
I'm going to go to these. Yeah. I'm going to continue to stay updated on literature. There's more literature coming out in the behavior analytic literature about trauma-informed care. Right. That's something I want to be well-versed in and something I want to maintain competence in. Right. I want to maintain competence in the act-based literature that's coming out yep. in behavior analytic Me journals. Too. Yep. Those are there are a lot that of people that, that are like, it's not research-based, it's not evidence-based, and it's like... That's false. Well, if you that's keep verifiably with, false. Right? Because like, like, y- you can look up the literature and find out that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, so... It, it, there's a reminder that people can go on the BACB website and yeah. use their feature of doing of doing research, reading journals and stuff. Like you can yeah. do that through the BACB website. Um, it's not just having forget. a grad school email anymore. You know, I lost access to Auburn's library pretty darn quick. I lost access to Northeastern's too. I lost access to my whole entire thing, and I because mostly because I don't remember my password, but. It's devastating when that happens. You're just like, shit. And I don't have, so I don't have access to the email. So it's like, damn. The only emails I get on my Auburn email anymore are FabFitFun. Because <laughs> I'm unsubscribed from everything. Oh my <laughs> God. I, I remember at one point my Facebook was connected as if I was like, and this using was my Facebook. Northeastern one. Like this was like, I had Facebook before that but like i changed it to this one because i think i was getting too many emails on my other one yeah so then when i didn't have access to it anymore i don't know why i needed it but i changed it over i think it just because i changed it over just so i would have access to my facebook email like you should have access to your facebook email because if someone like tries to like break in and you don't know a lot of people's facebooks get hacked and they like Ask your grandma for money. So ah shit. Okay, I want to shut down my Facebook. Facebook's icky, but Facebook is icky. But I I do it so I can keep my mom informed. <laughs> my mom also reminds me to do my Wordle every day. So if it weren't for Facebook, <laughs> I wouldn't remember to do my Wordle. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Four twenty. If you're in Colorado, which it's the only state that it really matters in. So if you're in Mountain Time Zone plays it oh man um <laughs> see this is how we bring in some fun we had it we really yeah. had to chop up the, the, the wait you the were talking about the actual time yeah it's 5 20 for you but it's 4 20 in colorado now it's it one you said 4 20 in colorado and i brought it back to weed you brought it back to what weed Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, that's what it is. You blaze it at 420. Yeah. In Colorado. Not me or right now. Or do Wordle. Oh, I do my Wordle in the morning. But it's just when I see my mom. I just okay. saw the time. <laughs> okay. We really needed <laughs> to break mess. it up. We really needed to break it up. <laughs> Guys, I was getting oh, like, okay, man. like, ethics is important. But come on. Like, why are we going to be so depressed? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, we love the core principles. I really... I am proud of this particular part of the ethical code because it, without explicitly stating that these are our core problems. values, oh, yeah, well, yeah, or th- that these have been problems, but yeah, these are our core values. And really, for me, these are. 
I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. I want to keep expanding my knowledge base. And I also want to make sure that I'm behaving with integrity. I am treating others with compassion first and foremost, dignity and respect. And I want to benefit others. I don't want to perpetuate harm. That's it, man. Point blank, period. They could end the ethics code right there, but we get into some nitty gritties. Um, and we can we can touch on a few of those. Um, Just a few of them, because if we go over all of the new ones, we're going to be here till June. Yeah. And there's, you know, a whole section on ethics and research. And if you're doing research, good on you, mate. But um, that's not what we're about. Um, right. No. Can I say I'm something gonna... controversial yet brave before we yes. move on to the numbers? Yes. If you're the type of person that thinks that you don't need to learn anything more, that you know everything, you're the dumbest person in the room. And I mm-hmm. think that of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just needed to say that because like, I love learning and learning yeah. more. And yeah. if you think you already know everything and that you don't need to learn and that you're just like going to the CE events just to get... Just because you've got like one month left until the deadline. Right. Like... And you're just like, I'm just going to sit through this. Now, that's not to say that, like, I haven't done that before. Like, I'm going to be honest and say, like, I've done that before. But, like, sure. I've also learned from that. Like, yeah. and I was stupid then. And I'll say that I was stupid then. <laughs> so if you're going to be stupid and think that you don't need to learn anything else and that you know everything about behavior analysis, um, I want to say that you're wrong. And I hate you. And that's controversial yet brave. You can at yeah. me if you want. I don't care. I'll have a conversation yeah. with you and then I'll tell you that you're dumb. Maybe I didn't mean you were dumb. Maybe, maybe I meant you were stupid. Yeah. Which is a Real Housewives of Potomac quote. Oh. <laughs> that went over I'll send my it head. to you. Okay. Here's my foot. Um, <laughs> What's on the bottom of my foot? Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, and here's the thing too. Like, it's not just growing and learning about behavior analysis. I have... Because I take such a long drive sometimes, I have gotten into audiobooks. I'm listening to – sometimes I'll listen to a fiction book. There have been several I have not finished because they were fucking trash. Um, but then also, <laughs> like, nonfiction. I love nonfiction and, you know, learning about um, – I was going to say business, but like, I don't, I haven't listened to any business books, but I have books about leadership. I have books about, um, I, I finished a book called Gender Outlaw and, you know, learning about um, one person's transgender experience. And it's, it's just, it's, it's new perspectives and it's new information that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So it's beyond just behavior analysis. It's all of these things that are valuable things for me to learn and for me to open up my mind to. Um, so that's one of my goals for next year is to like, for every fiction book that I read or try to read, I want to read a nonfiction book too. So I would say that reading in general is something I should do more. Um, but until I have my Adderall again, it's just not in the cards for me. Yeah. I did read Josh Peck's book without Adderall, but I was on an airplane (laughs) and there were no good movies on. That's fair. I need to read more, but I mean, I read Goodnight Moon the other day. Doesn't that count? Have you read Go the Fuck to Sleep? I hear that one's a banger. I don't have it for Carter, but I'll have to get it because that's, I mean, I'm basically saying the title to him all the time. So 
It's cute. You know, guys, I just need to let you know I'm laying on the couch with like my leg up right now because that's the mood. It's Friday. Yeah. I'm Um, sitting crisscross applesauce in my chair at my desk. Applesauce. Um, Okay. See me right now. No. (laughs) Do we want to get into these nitty gritties? Let's get into them. Let's get into it. Like we said, we're not going to go into every single one. We're, we picked right. out a couple of two, three that are yeah. relevant. And I think we already kind of talked about the cultural responsiveness, so we don't have to go too deep into it. But Sure. Yeah. But but let's start there because that's the first one. Yeah. It's one of the, well, 1.01 is being truthful. So just don't, again, don't be a fucking dick. Don't be dishonest. Don't like, be why dishonest. Why be dishonest? Like we all make mistakes. It's like. Yeah. <sighs> Don't be dishonest. But 1.07, cultural responsiveness and diversity. I like that we've added this piece to it because we work with diverse populations. Mm -hmm. We are not a homogenous society. We are going into people's homes that have different backgrounds, different learning histories, different cultures. We should be humble and be responsive to that. Right. And I think you and I talked about a little bit, that kind of ties in with the... One that's always on people's mind. Always. Especially this time of year. Yes. Giving and receiving gifts. Yep. Giving and receiving gifts. Now we are allowed by our ethics code um, to receive a gift with a monetary value of no more than $10. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's a big deal for some people. Um. You know, I feel like any any talk about ethics always – I've gone to a couple of John Bailey talks. It always comes back to the gift question. And it's like, Lord have mercy. There are other things that are a bigger know, but, fucking deal. But you want to know what I feel like? It's like, well, what I'm doing for them, what can they do for me? Sure. And we don't want – we don't want that. Right. Um, we don't, we want, don't that, want that. That's what it seems like it, it gets – to be it's like it's 1.13 coercive and exploitative we don't want that right but again like like, if you're going that's the reason why we have this in general like we have like this thing about gifts like yes when i was in schools i always got gifts like Mm -hmm. because i was a teacher sure so like there's there's no code for that so like you get it like my my good friend um my best friend, I don't want to say good friend, my best friend, Kira, she gets gifts. She's like a dog groomer. Like there's no mm-hmm. dog groomer's code to not accept, accept gifts. Maybe there is. is. Because, uh, no, there's, I mean, maybe. But she oh, you asked told her? me. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so it's like, because what I was reading, read it earlier. It was like, you know, the reason why we have this is because like, oh, you know, I gave you that gift card of a hundred dollars. Can't you just um, like, can't I just like go out while you watch my kid during this ABA session? Like, that's why. Yeah. That's why. If you're wondering, that's why. Yeah. It's because it can open doors like, oh, you did something for me. Right. I... Or I did something for you, so, like, do something for me so, like, I can go out and, you know, yeah. you watch my kid. And it's, like, ABA people are not yeah. babysitters. And it, 
it puts right and it puts people in a weird power imbalance um right so there's that don't do that it's icky but again you know like the it's a cultural thing too like especially around the holiday season if you have a, a family that is let's say you have a family that very much enjoys baking cooking and they're like oh my god we made you this whole plate of cookies and like they bought you a special plate for the cookies to go on like what are you gonna do Mm, no can't take them and like what if 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 that plate is like eleven dollars oh my god i'm not gonna get in that gray area like i'm really accepting this plate of cookies right because yes that's their cultural value and then also you not accepting something could be seen as very damaging to a relationship. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. In my mind, it's if you're not going to damage a relationship with the family, then don't accept it. Yeah. If you're going to damage a relationship with the family, accept it. If it's something like, you know, an $11, $20 plate, it's over $10, whatever. Like they, they, and they specifically tell you, yeah, this was $20. (laughs) Like, like we bought you this plate. Like maybe they have a plate that they're just giving you. Like it's like, they've had it for a while. Like who knows? Like you don't know, but if like they specifically tell you and like, you're, you know, feeling like really bad about it and guilty about it, like donate it. Did you just take my picture? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get my double chins in it. Take it again. <laughs> no, it, it says squadcaster right over your chin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you can always donate. You can do good. Yeah. One thing that I like, if there's like a family that's, you know, very adamant, like, hey, like, no, like we want to get you something. Like, I always say, like, get something for their kid for the session. Like, it would make me feel great if you got Timmy, you know, a box of markers that we could color with during session. Something that can yeah. be let, left there. Like, it's for you, quote unquote. But, you know, and then that's like for like families that like insist. Yeah. Oh, my baby just walked by. And then there's Carter. Kevin was carrying Carter. I was going to say, you need to clarify. <laughs> it's not... All of a sudden, superhuman baby decide no. to learn how to walk. No, that. Would be... <laughs> Could you imagine? The kid's gonna be rolling over soon. Like he just <gasps> oh is so movie groovy. Like, and the day he does, he's gonna be so pumped because he's you're gonna, gonna be, be able so to pumped. Better. I'm gonna be pumped. Oh. Like he won't have to be in a swaddle anymore, which he hates. Because like the moment they can start rolling, you're supposed to take him out of the swaddle. Yeah. So he's gonna be so pumped. <laughs> I'm gonna be pumped. But that's that's that on that. Yeah. On what? What's what? What what were some of the other things we want to talk about? We we want to involve clients and stakeholders, right? So oh my god, yes. Our plans. And I think one of the great things about the company that we work for is that the families actually have to sign the behavior Mm -hmm. intervention plan. Yeah. Because some companies don't make them happen, so it's like the PCBAs like don't send the parents the treatment plan. Yeah. And part of my best practices. After it's done, after it's been rev- reviewed and approved, even if the parent has gone in and signed it, I set up a session where we're reviewing it together. Yep. And you get to ask me questions. And if you don't like something or you don't understand something, I'm either going to explain it, I'm going to change it, I'm going to add something because it's taken me a couple of weeks to write this plan. I'm going to, you know, it's a living document. Um, right. 
I like that thought, a living document. I like that. Mm -hmm. We want to involve, but you know, again, we don't want to just involve the parents. We want to involve the clients and we want to write our goals so that they are meaningful to the client. And even at the youngest age, by observing, by having these communication, this open communication with the parents, but really by observing and interacting with that client, you're going to find out what's important and what is meaningful and what is what we should be working on right now. Just because the VB map says we can't do this particular skill doesn't mean I'm going to like pull that out and put that into my plan. Um, right. And like that is not for not nothing, there's such, there's such thing called splinter skills. Like just because I can't do something like six, seven, eight, they may be able to do nine. Yeah. So yeah. keeping that um, in mind. And again, that all comes into selecting, designing, implementing behavior change interventions. Again, that minimize risk. We want to make sure that we have addressed and assessed any medical needs. Oh my God. Before yes. continuing. I think that's one of the changes too, right? That 2.12, considering medical needs, um, mm-hmm. we ensure to the best of our ability that medical needs are assessed and addressed if there's any reasonable likelihood that a referred behavior is influenced by medical or biological variables. Right. That's big, folks. It's and, huge. You know? Because a lot of the time our clients have comorbid diagnoses and we're only typically insured to deal quote unquote with one of them right so it's important to know like especially i think of adhd Mm -hmm. mostly because we both have it right and it's like a lot of the time like the symptoms of that are like not being able to like sit still or like you know like moving on from conversation to conversation like yeah it's physically painful and i'm sure you can agree Maybe when we're told that we have to do something as someone with ADHD and we physically can't do it and then we're forced to do it. Like it is yeah, physically painful. It hurts my brain, mm-hmm. which radiates through my whole body. I feel like I'm getting sick. It yeah. sometimes like those things happen. So it's like we have to take that into account. Like I have a biological thing that is um, considered a deficit and if you make me you know if someone were to make me read something right now I probably would get a migraine (laughs) so it's like you got to take those things into account like and just because it's not diagnosed doesn't mean it's not diagnosed it just means it's not diagnosed yet because something could still be wrong who knows sure and, you know, we've got to take into consideration other medical needs, dietary needs, GI needs, um, mm-hmm. allergy needs, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, yep. Those are all things to consider. And those are things to consider as external variables that influence behavior. Because if I am not feeling well, my behavior is very different. Yep. The other day not- when I met my client for the first time, I knew she was allergic to cats. And as everyone knows, I have two. So when I got there, like I asked the family, I was like, should I, like I brought a change of clothes. I was like, should I change into another pair of clothes? Yeah. Because I knew that client was not going to be able to, to engage with me if yeah. 
she was severely allergic to cats, but she wasn't. I was able to keep my clothes on. Okay. <laughs> now I'm like further down. You cannot. You can see one eye. Sorry, people. I don't know why I'm apologizing <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah. Tickets. Having a good time. Um, we also want to make sure that we are, you know, evaluating client preference for behavior change interventions. Yep. How many times have you seen a token board with just stars and Jesus not Christ. like and not individually made to the client? Or, you know, a token board when they don't need a token board. Did we fucking ask? Yeah, did we see if they wanted a token board? Did we see if that's effective? You know, cuz again, I'm not going to say I am never using a token board again. Right. But, but if a I'm client wants a token sure. board, then and it works for them, then I'll have yeah. a token board. Exactly. But just because Billy and Bobby have token boards doesn't mean it's going to work for Joey. Yeah. Especially if you don't pair the tokens with reinforcement. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Fuck? Some kids just don't Ugh. give a fuck about tokens, but it's like, no, he has a token board. He has to earn it. Yeah. And it's like, well, did you tell him what he has to do to earn it? No. Oh. Did you tell him what these tokens are paired with? Uh, no. Oh, well. Oh. What the fuck? So um, why so why is he working toward towards earning these valueless tokens? Yeah, no wonder he doesn't give a shit about you. Cause you don't give a shit about him. That's what you're telling me. Ooh, shit. Sorry, I'm spicy today. I'm spicy today. Spicy spice. And okay, so here we're we're talking about client preference for behavior change interventions and procedures. Does that not speak to? identifying assent and assent withdrawal no it does yeah and Why what do is people assent? like care about that i don't know informed consent like i'm asking you from... people <laughs> right um sometimes anchor will put on a little like q a at the end of the episode feel free to go ahead and use that answer away assent as defined in the glossary of our ethical code is vocal or non-vocal verbal behavior that can be taken to indicate willingness to participate in research or behavioral services by individuals who cannot provide informed consent. What is informed consent? That's given by adults 18 and over. With a legal Ooh. right. Ooh. So if we are not taking into consideration client preference, I had a client who we I brought one of those like little wipe-off sheets and it had like some mm -hmm. tracing things. And just for shits and gigs, I wanted to see if he wanted to trace some letters. We weren't going to target it because he's not quite at an age where that's developmentally appropriate. But I was like, let's just see. Let's just right. see if he like, has it's, it's kind of it. it's, it's an activity. So yeah. it's like, here's an activity. Like, let's see if this is a, an activity that he can engage in if he wants to during session. Do y'all hear Cooper? He's having a dream. Yeah. Hey, could be. Could be. It's okay. Good boy. Okay. Um, so we brought it out and my RBT like modeled some of the letters for him and then we gave him the pen and he like held it and then he like grabbed my RBT's hand and put it on his hand to help him trace. And I was like, wow, that's him telling you like he wants some physical prompting. Um, mm -hmm. He's a little too short to reach the sink and we were working on washing hands. So I'm like, hey, buddy, can I pick you up and help you? Yeah, he had no problem. But I'm not going to just assume that every client wants me to jump in and be hands-on with them. 
And I, yeah. if I'm treating that client with dignity and respect, I'm absolutely not going to do that. That's why meast, meast, most to least prompting is like, don't do that. He went right back into dreaming, like immediately. Could be. Could be. It's okay. What are you dreaming about? You can do it again. Um, yeah, it just get to know your client. And unless safety is, there's a situation where safety is at risk. Like, don't fucking put your hands on somebody. We don't like it when people do it to us. Right. You know? So why right. why would you assume that a child is okay with you doing it to them? Right. And just because their parents say, like, no, 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 it's okay. And it's like, yeah, you say no. it's okay. Right. Um, no, thank you. But yeah, that's, that's, that's one way to incorporate client preference. Um, you know, we want to collect and use our data. Obviously, we make data-driven decisions. Um, but don't forget that, like, observations – our data. Right. Verbal behavior is data. Yep. All these things. Sure. We're taking data on the skill acquisition. We're taking data on the behaviors that we're targeting to decrease. But I'm taking data and analyzing all of it all of the time. I'm analyzing sure. the the variables, the environmental variables. I am an environmental variable. My RBT is an environmental variable. The weather can be an environmental variable. Like, it was pouring rain today. We couldn't go outside and play because it is slippery and muddy and cold. Like, that might increase behavior. That behaviors. doesn't sound like a good time. No. Yeah. That might increase behaviors because what if that kid really wants to go outside and we're just like, buddy, like, no. We can't. Like, we can't go outside. I mean. You're going to get sick. Technically, you could. We could. But we would then most likely get sick because um, it finally did cool off again out here. But yeah. And again, you want to not just look at your data once a month. You want to be constantly looking. You want to be constantly in contact with that data because, again, that behavior plan is a living document. And if something's right. not working, change it. That's a real thing. It's yeah. like a trend is done by three data points. Like if it's yeah. really not happening after three sessions, you yeah. can go on, but like if it's doing more harm than good yeah and why? if they're not if they're not learning the way that you teach then you teach the way that they learn so look at your data and change what you're doing to either increase that skill being acquired or change the goal entirely i think what some people forget when they are doing these things that you are working as a team and everyone's behavior, the parents and yourself included, have to work and change yeah. for the benefit of the client. Yeah. I oh, think some absolutely. people just forget that, it, that like they'll remember the parents, they know the client, but they don't realize that their behavior also has to change and adapt to the yeah. client. Like yeah. you don't know everything. Right. And we can't and just it's... teach in a vacuum, right? Like if I right. teach this skill, but I'm only there for a couple hours a day and it's not being maintained by the changed behavior of parents and caregivers and other stakeholders, you know, we're not going to create lasting, meaningful change. Right. So 
Yeah, we are it's changing. It's our duty ethically to make sure that, that everyone involved in the client's team It's is our responsibility through. to clients, 3.01. We act mm-hmm. in the best interest of our clients, taking appropriate steps to support clients' rights, maximize benefits, and do no harm. There's those three words again. We fucking love those three words. We love to not do any harm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're being harmful, poor Kay. Yeah. I just saw somebody post today. It was a quote from, I think it was a quote from Dr. Hanley. If you are not engaging in compassionate care, service delivery, retire. <gasps> called out. I love a good call out. Yeah. So like I'm spicy might, enough. This, we, we might not, this might not be the right um, profession for you. Mm-hmm. It might have been back in the day when we were lab ratting and, you know, doing... Did you just take another sip? I did. I did. I was feeling spicy, so I wanted a drink, and then just... You're going to punish your own behavior for drinking that soon, I hope. I know. Um, But, you know, like, we're not back in the day when this this, um, profession was just lab rats and making, you know... Making autistic people mask and people with disabilities mask. Yeah. To be normal, quote unquote. Like, that's not yeah. what we're doing anymore. You know. I'd... And if you're still doing that, you're in the wrong profession. Go yeah. go do something else. Because yeah. human behavior, we're, we're all about being compassionate now. Call me a millennial snowflake if you want. I don't sure. give a fuck. Yep, go ahead. Like, I've diffused. Like, oh, I'm I'm being compassionate and being kind to people and caring about their feelings and taking oh responsibility God. for my actions. How awful. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. And honestly, you know what? If you've made it this far and right now you decide to get the fuck out of here, cool. See ya. We already got your listen. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm leaving... <sighs> I'm leaving a lot of the, oh, I'm sorry. I'm leaving my apologeticness in 2022. You know, I'm going to be unapologetically about what I'm about. And if you're not about it, I, that's cool. That's you. But That's I'm why gonna, it's I'm very important that when you have a mentor, you mesh with someone. And you can be mentored by me at www.thepopcultureanalyst.com. God, <laughs> that was a perfect it. little segue for me. I mean, three for three today. A, you know, it's it, that's important though. It's like if you don't yeah. mesh with someone, like you're leaving them in 2023. Like you don't no, need to. You're be leaving them in 2022. If you, if you, that's what I mean. <laughs> 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 you're not taking them into 2023 yeah like yeah. you don't need to be here if you don't believe in compassionate care like we don't care right. about you honestly right sorry and again, you know you don't <laughs> it's about this setting a free podcast <laughs> right it's free we didn't ask Instagram you to posts us. are free yes the podcast is free if you don't agree with us cool that's fine but, like, what? what do I post that you don't agree with? Right. Like, Real Housewives? Oh Sorry. My God. Your shit was on fire today. I was crying. I just... Crying. I don't like when the girls are fighting. <laughs> and Jen, thro- Jen Shaw throws shoes into the fucking ocean. 
Imagine if your $1,500 shoes were thrown into the ocean. No, I would never spend $15,000 right. or hundred or $1,500 on shoes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Like, yeah, I got shoes that looked like Louboutins for my wedding because I just could Louboutins. not fathom spending money on Louboutins. Yeah. You know, like I even tried on the real version and I was like, these aren't different than the ones that I got, but okay. Um, yeah. Imagine spending $1,500 on shoes. But if someone did that to me. Imagine, like, I would, like, I mean, that's a little less than one month's rent for me. Yeah. For shoes. Like, and I love shoes. Sure. I love shoes. But ethically, I can't do it to myself. Okay, but Whitney was right. She's like, if you, I forget who it was, whose shoes they were, but. They were Angie K's shoes. Okay, but she was like, nothing bad can happen to these shoes. And Whitney was like, well, then don't wear them on the boat. <laughs> oh, no, th- those were Lisa's shoes. Those were Lisa's shoes. Like, oh, these are my okay. YSL okay. limited edition. Like, Oh, my God, Lisa. Lisa's my favorite. So <laughs> she just wanted to look good. I, I am an Elisa, uh, Elisa. I am a Lisa Barlow apologist. And you know what? I I'm don't I care. am going to be a Lisa Barlow apologist because I talked shit on Lisa Barlow when she auditioned for the choir group and I was like, what the Away fuck is she singing? Has she in a danger? No crip for And I was corrected. Back. I was corrected so quick and I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> I just thought she didn't know how the song went. Turns out you didn't know how this yeah. song. Someone sent me a video of like a choir singing. I'm like, oh, she's a Mormon. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir probably sings it that way. And Not see, the Mormon Tabernacle. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. But here's the thing. I was given feedback on my incorrectness. And I was like, oh, well, shit. Sorry, Lisa Barlow. Good on you, mate. I'm on an Australian kick lately. Yeah, trying to get the second time you've said that. Like, are you trying to go to P. Sherman 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney? Like, no, but I dentist? am trying. I'm trying to get my old roommate to come on the podcast. So, and she's Australian. <gasps> oh shit! Yeah, they're in. So. They're in their um, summer season right now. Well, she lives in Kentucky right now, so. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't seem like a fun time unless you're getting fried chicken. Yeah. PETA, if you're listening and you got this far, come talk to us about sleep. Wait. Her name is PETA. PETA? Yeah. I thought you were saying like PETA, the animal place, if you got this far after I said something about fried chicken. (laughs) No, her name is Peta. Spelled the same way. Context clues. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> there was not enough. Forgive me. Um, you are okay. forgiven. We have been. This is a very long episode. It is going to be a long episode, but you know what? It's worth it because ethics is fucking worth it. And ethics I think is you worth know. It. I think we're getting to a point where we can we can wrap up pretty quickly because you know we've got right, 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 right. I guess um, yeah. We've got. But we the need to talk about, about the. We need to talk about the appropriately discontinuing services. Sure. And, you know, accepting clients, accepting clients that are within your scope of competence, accepting only enough clients that you can treat appropriately. 
if you're a business owner in a BCBA, accepting clients that you know can be treated. Yeah. And then if some shit is outside your scope of competence, don't don't be do it. either don't do it, refer them out to somebody else, or ask for some fucking help, man. Right. Don't and be, if you can't get that help, then you really have to. Yeah. That's you when have you to. if you if you can't get help and you can't give it to someone else, doing the work you need to do yeah. to get that competence. Yeah. As quickly yeah. as you possibly can within your reason. If you if you have exhausted all avenues, it is your responsibility to ensure that you are doing the right thing for that whatever competence skill yeah. is. Like, you know. One of the things that I'm going to do over my Christmas break is I have signed up for a course. Um, it's developed by and for speech and language pathologists, but it is about gestalt language processors. And yeah, I started seeing a couple posts about what a gestalt language processor is. And I'm like, this sounds very familiar for like a good handful of my clients. And I'm going to take this course so I can continue to grow my knowledge base and better serve these clients. Because if I am writing language acquisition goals, just like I would for there's gestalt language processing and analytic language processing, I think is don't quote me on that. Um, but if I'm writing goals and that's not how this kid learns, I am not going to see any progress. So I'm going right. to take this course and I'm going to learn some new things. So that way I can competently and meaningfully help my clients succeed. And just from the tidbits that I've been learning, I watched a session with my RBT the other day and I almost fucking cried because we were doing instead of like asking questions she was modeling language and that's what she's been doing for several weeks now we were giving new scripts for him to recite and i watched for a good 15 minutes as he started just so much language it was incredible it was so incredible I to see that. and i'm that just like beautiful i was like i have no notes you're doing great <laughs> I love when you can when you can just when sit you can and watch. rely on and just yeah when you have an ethical RBT yeah who's constantly asking questions who's constantly well she's also in coursework to become a BCBA so she's wonderful yeah and so she's constantly in contact with our data as well she is like this is working this is not um, and I have tasked her with, you know, rewriting some of these goals to be more towards Amazing. gestalt language processing instead of how we've been targeting it. And I'm just like, this right. is so fucking cool. I can't, I can't contain it. It's so cool. And you took on the responsibility of learning that because yeah. it was going to be beneficial for your client. And like, yeah. a, that's what you as an analyst are supposed to do. Yeah. I'm not getting CEs for it because I'm not an SLP, but right. I'm still going to get matter. a wealth of knowledge. And it's so fucking cool. I can't. Y'all, right. it's going to be it's so a kind cool. of It's an altruistic thing. Yeah. it's You're not doing it because you need to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it because it's yeah. going to help someone else. 
Yeah. And, and that want has become a need for me. You know, it's like, it's not like I need to wash the dishes. Well, I do always. Um, but the want just adulting. Yeah. The want to do better for my client has now become a need for me. Um, it's just, that's the part of this job that I love is that, that feeling. And then seeing what I'm learning and like passing on and it turns into client progress and success and like a meaningful meaningful oh, client progress meaningful client success and you can okay. have both of those without ethically obtaining it sure yeah and that is a great segue into appropriately discontinuing services this client he is probably going to go to preschool in the next several months and i'm i'm mm-hmm. like we're done by then we're fading yep. out. We have already been Amazing. fading for several months, but I'm like, once he goes to preschool, he's going to take off. He's not going to have time either. No. Because I think here's – how do I how do I structure this? He's going to go to preschool think, all day. He's not going to want to come home and see us. Right, like, he's not going to give a right, shit. Right, like, and, like, he doesn't, he doesn't need to. Like, he needs no. the time to take what was taught to him – in the natural setting without the variables of yourself and your RBT. Yeah. He's going to do so like, great. It's going to be so in cool. His natural life. And like, that's so important. And I think a lot of people forget that when they are creating hours. Yeah. Cause I have a client right now and I just started, if I, if anyone remembers, I just started working again. So I have a client right now and she was given 12 hours a week, but, I was with mom the other day trying to make the schedule and I was like, she was like, okay, like how many hours? Like she has like 12 hours a week, but we only have three days a week that we can do it. So it's like, that's like four hours. I was like, do you, and I asked my clients and I asked the mom, like I asked both of them, like, do you really want to do four hours after school? Like you're at school all day and you want to come back and do four hours to bedtime? Yeah. Just with us, like no family time, no like natural time. And mom was like, no. I was like, yeah. well, then we don't have to. Right. Like, we, we don't, don't have to. Like, have I know to. it's on there. Like, we can, you know, make up. Like, we can find time. Like, But, like, let's just start with this because, like, yeah. you don't want to see me that whole time. You no. don't want to see the RBT that whole time. Like, you Absolutely want not. to make sure that, like, I mean, if you're doing effective parent training, y- you want to make sure, like, that these things are sticking. So, it's like, yeah. you want your weekends. Yeah. You want your evenings. Yeah. And again, like we can suggest these hours, but we have to be culturally responsive. We have to be um, incorporating client preference. And that includes family and the the student, the child. There are other variables. And that includes family time. And family time is so important. So it's like, and I told the mom, I was like, you know what? Like if we don't get to these 12 and like she's doing well. Great. I'm going to drop you down. Yeah. To whatever we are doing, because yep, it makes exactly. no sense to me that we have to do 12 hours. And there are some companies out there um, that will penalize you not sticking to the hours. Like there's a company out there that through a grapevine, I heard, I'm not going to name them, but I heard that if you... Do not keep 15 hours a week minimum. You're going to be discharged. 
15 hours That's a week. So if, much and if pressure. you don't, if, if you as the BCBA do not recommend that, you're going to be reprimanded. Aye, at aye, least aye. 15. Oof. And if you as a family member do not keep up with that 15, you're going to be discharged. So if you cancel and all that, and you mm-hmm. do not keep up an average of 15 for the six months, 15 or more, you're going to be discharged. Wow. I don't know how that's ethical, but I also mm-hmm. know that that same um, company had said, who cares about ethics? You, you knew BCBAs only care about ethics. It's like, yeah, we're a new wave of BCBAs that actually care about ethical, compassionate care. Yeah, and, and treating people with dignity. And exactly. te- treating so people with like dignity. So respect. sorry. Yeah. So sorry that I want to treat my clients with respect to their human needs yeah and And absolute need for family time like i'm not part of the family and i think that's where a lot of things can get gray area when you're like when you're always there at bedtime to get the client to bed like that is difficult yeah you gotta fade that shit fast because that's that's a mom and dad duty like exactly like if you're like you know you're and this is not to say that you shouldn't target these things, and that's not what I'm saying at all. But, like, if you're there during every bath time, every toothbrushing time, every bedtime story, oh. you're taking the responsibility of the parent and putting it on yourself. And that's why, like, you shouldn't have, like, these long nightly hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's it's just tough. that's just my, my opinion, man. And that's just, like, I my also, opinion, man. You know, like, that's just my opinion, man. Like, I I am someone that does not believe in more than 10 hours a week. Yeah. No matter the case. Yeah. I believe in a hell of a lot more parent training. I would rather have four hours of parent training a week than 10 hours with an RBT. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my opinion, man. And I think... Controversial. We're we're up at an hour and a half, and I don't think I'm cutting anything out of this. I might cut my singing out, but... Maybe I won't. That'll be your little Christmas present. But I think you're welcome to to wrap in a say. Except you're, you're welcome. welcome. Oh, ex- I keep saying but except except you're welcome. Yeah. Um. I think one nice little way to wrap this. Uh, it's just not very nice. Um. But important way. An important way to to wrap this up. Um. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of cool updates in this ethical code. I feel, um, I feel if, good. And if you're a BCBA it. and you don't know these updates in the ethical code by December. Yikes, man. Yikes, on yikes man. You need to update yourself because yeah. that was not ethical. Yeah. I, I keep a copy in my trapper keeper, which comes with me into my work bag. Um, but if we're going to talk about, respecting client dignity, respecting family dignity. I think we can't finish this discussion without talking about not talking shit about your clients in a public forum. And you had, you had brought up a story earlier and you're like, I'm going to preface this with, I'm not talking shit. We're talking about curse words, but I'm not talking shit. And whenever I share a story about a client, I want to make sure that it is something that just like, if I'm sharing a, a story in a public space, it's something that that client, I, again, HIPAA, confidentiality, all of these things, I, you know, I'm keeping that into consideration because that, again, is ethical. But I'm not going to say things that 
later on down the line, my client would read, my client would hear, my client's family would see and hear. And Rosie um, made a really Rosie valid- Rosie eats behavior. Rosie eats behavior. Add it. Made a very valid point the other day. She had a conversation with a parent who saw some shit that BCBAs were posting on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it may be. And she was like, I wonder if my team talks about my child that way. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? We all have bad days. We all have shit that happens. We have shit that happens in session. We have cancellations. We have things that are challenging. But if you are taking to a public forum to talk shit about your family that you work for, a client that you work for, you better fucking rethink that. Because and that if you really is- need to talk shit, you can always book a mentorship, not even with me, but in general. Like I want to say, yes. like you, it, you can be frustrated. Yes. It's okay. Absolutely. But do not take it to a public forum. Right. Send it in an email. Send it in a text. Like, yes. As long as you're not using any, um, what do you call it? Identifying information. Thank you. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It, find but, find a person that you trust to have those venti conversations with. But understand that, again, we are working with human beings, not data points. And those human beings have feelings. And those human beings have families. And those human beings might come across some of the shit that you've said. Right. Well, I mean, I think, I think we wrapped at a pretty good point, you know. I think we did, too. Abide by the ethics code. It's really not that hard. I'm pretty sure I have a post about it using Elle Woods. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. But and like, if it's it hard. is hard for you, you can, you know, if you have questions, you can go to, isn't there like, um, doesn't John Bailey have a hotline, like an ethics yeah. hotline? Yeah. So like, if you're like having like a, a, like an ethical issue, like, please utilize the resources. Um, yeah. John but, Bailey, you know, I think is the, um. I've seen him speak in person. I feel like he's the Leslie Jordan of behavior analysis. Oh, rest in peace. I know. John Bailey's wonderful. Um, yes, but yeah. for sure. So it's like utilize the resources and it's just like, if, if you take anything away from this podcast today, and we were pretty serious as, you know, because this is a serious topic. Um, if you take anything away from today, like l- listen to your fellow human. Yeah. Don't, don't put like a label on it like if it's your client or not like listen to your fellow human about what is important to them and you know just as you would want someone to respect your needs like respect their needs respect them Uh, if someone says like something is harmful to them it's hurtful to them like say if you're like the type of person that's like I don't need to apologize like okay you don't always have to apologize, but like change your behavior around them. And that's more than an apology is in any way, is yeah. anyway, you know, yeah. actions speak louder than words. And we know that behavior of one person changes, can change the behavior of another. So just don't be a fucking dick. Like what the, the fuck? Really? <laughs> really? If really? you've learned anything in the last 13 weeks, this is 13 weeks that we've been podcasting and I'm one, so proud of us and two, so excited Me for what's too. coming. But if you've learned anything in the past 13 weeks from either of us, it's don't be a dick. 
that's all folks that's all and i feel like that's encapsulated in most of the first and most of those core principles of the new ethics code um i mean even even growing our competence like we're learning new things so that we don't go and do shitty stuff in the future things yeah yeah like yeah so take that away guys you know it's the last episode of the year like go into 2023 with a a more open and compassionate mind Uh, at least we hope that you do like you can work on compassionate care with yourself with your family with your friends if you aren't ready to do it with your coworkers or your clients like yeah just try and practice it all all around because as we know behaviors all around us so it is it is and you as a human being have a bigger impact than you probably recognize Ow. sorry carter has a carter huge impact Carter has a huge impact. I'm sorry, guys. He was just like smacking his lips when he was eating. Like rude. Me. And it was like the weirdest feeling. Like, who are Dude. you, kid? Babies are um, weird. Yeah. Bodies are weird. So that's this episode. But we, but before we go, we wanted to just like let you guys know of some cool new things that yes. are coming in the new year that we're both yes. pretty jazzed about. So Rachel, why don't you go and tell everyone? Yes, I'm so jazzed. What's going on? We're going to get a little more organized first and foremost. This is this 13 weeks has been really fun, um, but we want to do even better in this new season. So we're going to do that for you guys. Um, one of the things we're going to do starting in January, uh, we are going to launch a subscription service. So... Stay tuned to our Instagram page. We will start releasing some of that information of how you can subscribe. And um, we'll have options for different tiers to subscribe to. And the the higher the tier you subscribe to, the more content you're going to get. Um, because we appreciate you as listeners. And if you, in turn, want to appreciate us and reinforce us, we want to pump out more content for you. So your subscription to us means we are going to take more time and we are going to delve into other topics. Um, and there's, there's a bunch of other things that we're going to provide with, um, with some of these subscription tiers. So be on the lookout for that. Um, we will, over the next couple of weeks, make sure that our, our website is up and running. Um, I mean, it is up and running, but we want to make sure that it's, it's – mostly finalized you know right like it takes some time to work on it running i think there's like a couple like it's in like almost final draft mode so pretty much there's a couple of things we still need to finish up and um if you've been a guest on our podcast i'm going to reach out to you personally but send me a bio because we want to um have a page dedicated to our guests again if you want to be a guest you can find our Google form on www.behaviorandbs.com. Um, you can find us on the Instagrams, me at Calabama underscore BX Analyst. And me at the Pop Culture Analyst. And that's where I am. And I like to put out content very seldomly now, but when I do it, it is pretty great so you've got other things and i've been i've been a little slow lately too 
it's the know. holiday season. I'm doing things that I value a little bit more than Instagram, yeah. which is I got to watch all of Home Alone last night. Home Alone. Oh too. my Sorry. gosh, great! So that that was pretty big. That was very have, important. What do you have to say? What do you, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? You, eh, eh. He wants to say eh. What do you want to say to the people? What do you want to say? Hi, bald. That was a burp. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to say, I burp. I burp. Sweet Carter. But anyway, thank y'all for being here for season one of Behavior and Bullshit. Thank you so much. We both are over the moon about this. Like We've been sitting here for an hour and almost 45 minutes. I know. The, on a Friday night, because this shit is so fun. On a Friday night. This do? is how we're spending our Friday night. So Yeah, you know that, like instagram sound it's like what do you do on friday night? This. this 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 i'm gonna go order do. some sushi it, we loved it yeah i'm gonna go order some sushi and watch some trash I don't know tv what we're gonna do tonight it's like only 5 17 but it's dark out so yeah it's bedtime it's, it's seven necessarily bedtime but like what do i have for dinner i don't know we were gonna have pizza but kevin didn't make the dough damn it kevin it's he difficult to have pizza without dough so we'll figure it out but yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a happy holiday. Um, yeah, enjoy your holiday season. Whatever big feelings may come, know that there are other people out there having some big feelings too. But have a great holiday. We will see y'all in the new year. And a happy new year. And don't be a dick. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.